Hello everyone, welcome back to Couples Connect. I believe that you are doing great and getting better in your relationship. Thank you for listening. Please share with your contacts as well. So I discussed how to invest in your health. It was a conversation with the CEO of a health institution and a continuation of the series on how to invest in your marriage. It's a rich content, and if you are yet to listen to it, please do so, and you won't regret listening. In this episode, I will be continuing on the series, and I will be discussing how to invest in your spiritual well-being. How to invest in your spiritual well-being. See, life is spiritual, um, and the spiritual controls the physical. You see, it takes God's empowerment, spiritual empowerment, to be able to do certain things and indeed excel in life. From the beginning, when man was created, the Bible says he blessed them, means he empowered them, and then said they should be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Okay, and even before then, the Bible says he breathed into them and man became a living soul. So there is the part of God in man, the spirit. Okay, and it's therefore necessary that every individual ensures their spiritual well-being. Okay, so let's, let's just look at some reasons why this is necessary. First is that man is a spirit. I just said that earlier, that man has a soul and lives in a body. Okay, therefore, the real being is expected to live a more spirit-based life. The intention here is to ensure that we are connected to the source of our existence and we are able to live in line with the real purpose for which we were created. The implication, therefore, is that ensuring the well-being of the spirit in a man determines how the person is able to manage issues around their life and their immediate environment per time. Okay? So, you take care of the spirit which you are and don't starve the spirit. You, you, you read books and all that to keep the soul learning and then you don't starve the spirit because that's the real you. Okay? Number two, at the state of everyone's spiritual well-being plays a role in the, in the person's capacity to manage situations and stand in times of challenges. Taking care of the spiritual helps in managing issues in the physical. Sometimes people talk about something happening to them that they can't understand and they, they do a whole lot of things and they don't see it working out and then they are wondering why is my own like this and you know it's important to take care of the spiritual even in our marriages so the number three reason this is necessary is that marriage institution was created by God it takes working with him to keep it in line with his original intention. Oh yes, 
even though human beings in their various cultural orientations have created various patterns in handling marital issues, we know that God is the originator of marriage. And so we must be encouraged to seek to run our marriages the God-prescribed way, okay? The God-prescribed way. Um, there are many ways to now discuss issues of marriage, but I've come to see that at the end of the day, it is what God says, the beginning, the beginning, what was the beginning of the marriage issues, that is what still stands. They asked Jesus a question concerning an aspect of marriage um, in the book of Matthew chapter 19. And they made reference to what Moses used to do concerning that particular issue. And uh, Jesus said Moses just allowed that to happen. But in the beginning, it was not so. So whatever it is in the beginning is what it should be when it comes to marriage because God created marriage, okay? So let's look at some ways individuals in marriage can ensure their spiritual well-being in order to maintain harmony in their marriage. The first is to fellowship with God. Okay, when you remember the events at the Garden of Eden after the creation, God and man fellowship regularly. Regularly. The Bible records that he will come in the cool of the evening. And today, such fellowship uh, is maintained to keep the spirit well and sensitive to spiritual signals, to ensure strength as the reason why we maintain fellowship, to, to be able to be connected spiritually and to ensure spiritual strength. And I will just talk about four ways to do this. The first is by studying the Word of God. When you study the Word of God, you're connecting with the Spirit of God, who is the author of the Word. And so you, you seek revelation, not just what is written, but what is the mind of God and the Word that you read. Okay? A prayer and fasting, another way to, to keep fellowship and keep the Spirit alive, including praying in the Spirit. Okay? That helps to keep us spiritually sensitive okay interacting with the holy spirit in meditation and singing spiritual songs this way you have regular interaction with the holy spirit who is now here with us and um, everyone who is a child of god has access to the holy spirit and we can keep our spirit man alive by regular fellowship with the holy spirit Okay, these actions supply stamina to the spirit, to the spirit man. You're just not cold, not cold. Uh, the spirit is just cold and anything can just come into your life anyhow. No, these things we have mentioned can help you to keep alive. Okay, um, you know, the way food supplies stamina to the body, that is the way all these things we've talked about supply stamina to the spirit, hence ensuring the well-being. Okay, you can do this as do it as an individual and at the family level.
The second is through fellowship with other human beings, fellowship with others. Okay, the Bible enjoins us not to neglect fellowship with other people. The benefits are based on the opportunities such fellowship provides. Uh, in a fellowship, you can have prophecy which can offer divine direction on issues. Okay, you can have exhortation in a fellowship. Exhortation encourages, motivates, and it also offers direction. It, it helps you to keep going, to keep strong. Okay, uh, in a fellowship meeting, you can give to God and to others. You can also go with other people to share the word of God with people who are here to, to receive Christ. And all these things that you do keep you alive. Okay, there's also an opportunity to use your gifts and talents, uh, your spiritual gifts to serve in the body of Christ. These are channels of investment. Okay, and there is spiritual harvest to the person doing all these things. And it's, um, it's encouraging when you discover that you have other people who also seek to serve God and you serve God together with those people. Okay, the next is to act on God's instruction. That's a way of investing in your spiritual well-being. When you act on God's instruction, you are obeying God's instructions. It means obeying God's instruction. The Bible says in the book of James that it is not those who hear or those who do that are blessed. Blessing is an empowerment. So when you invest by doing what God says, obeying God's instructions, you, you enjoy the blessing. So these instructions can be during direct study of, the, of God's word. Maybe you are studying the word of God and you receive instruction there and you see what the word of God says concerning a situation and you just do it. Okay, you can also receive uh, a witness in your spirit during prayer or personal worship or during prophecies or exhortation. Okay, and you just go ahead and do it because you believe that this is God's word, this is God's message to you and the Holy Spirit bears you witness that this is what it is and you do that, you are uh, investing in your spirit man, you are keeping your spirit man alive, okay? Um, doing what God says, what the word of God says, loving God and other people. Obedience to God results in spiritual blessings in various ways. It is a proof of spiritual growth and gives room for more spiritual instructions and spiritual growth opportunities. So the more you do the word of God, the stronger you become, the more you um, you want to do the word. It strengthens you to believe God the more. As you do his word and see the results, you are strengthened to believe him the more and you keep your spiritual life alive. Okay? The next is to trust and wait on God. Trusting in and waiting on God. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to seek quick ways of resolving issues that confront us on a daily basis from our human mind and our experiences. However, it is also a mark of spiritual maturity to trust God 
and wait in line with any instruction he may have given on the issue. You know, this implies listening to God to know his view on a given issue, then deciding to align with it no matter what it takes. It's a proof of confidence in God and enhances the individual's spiritual well-being. The Bible says, Anyone who comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, diligently seek him, you stay to know what he wants to do. And if the result is not immediate, you wait. You are training yourself to become better, a better person. You wait. You are training yourself to pay more attention to the spiritual and not just hurry to see a physical result. And as you do that, the more you become stronger. You, you, you get more acquainted with the spirit. And um, you develop your confidence in God the more. Okay, so ensuring the spiritual well-being of individuals in a marriage fellowship relationship is vital. It is a mark of spiritual maturity, which is a prerequisite in managing responsibilities in the marriage institution. I must say that when people in, in marriage are more spiritually mature, they are better positioned to handle their issues. It is easier to discuss this is what God says if the person you are married to is spiritually mature. And what we have discussed today are things that can help that spiritual maturity to continually happen in the life of the two people and even by extension the life of the children as the family grows okay i believe that these points are helpful i see your marriage enjoying bliss and better intimacy bye for now Thank you.